Spencer wants to know is brought to you by the magic word. Which is? Do you know what the magic word is? No. This explains a lot. You have no idea what the magic word is. Uh, is it the word of God? Nope. God got nothing to do with this. So like abracadabra it's magical? No. No. I truly do not know. It's please. What? The magic word is please. What? You've never heard that before? P-L-E-A-S-E. The word I refuse to say to Eli. And peas and thank you. You've never heard that say the magic word? I guess so. Please. We're talking about etiquette today. Okay. Okay, and I've got your, uh, the government sent me after I filed a freedom of information request about you. You're distracted by shiny coins in your pocket. Money. <laughs> Four loonies and a quarter. Uh, this is your grade seven report card, your phys ed class. Listen to this. And this is talking about when you're in the swimming pool. Spencer consistently transfers appropriate interpersonal skills, e.g. exhibiting etiquette, fair play, cooperation, and respectful behavior. So I was good. Yes, very good. Okay. Were you polite as a child? Did you have any etiquette issues? Well, I bit kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I just woke up from a nap, and I thought this was a great time to do it, but I'm realizing, <laughs> I'm like, whoa, is this world really a circle? <laughs> You're still in a dream? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. As a kid, I, like I said, I went through some behavioral issues being away from my mummy it was hard for you yeah mm-hmm. that's the only time i like bit kids or threw up on them was in daycare you had separation anxiety yeah did you cry a lot do you remember the first time your mom dropped you off at daycare or anything i don't remember any daycare i know i cried a lot the first time my mom me dropped presents me like after every daycare day if i went and stayed mm-hmm. i'd get a present but then i realized they were from the dollar store and they were cheap they were garbage yeah and this made you furious this made me go i can see my mom mom seeing her is better than dollar store goods oh well that's kind of nice i guess yeah um but how are your table manners i remember something i got i got super into the american girl book series um and like they were how-to books and one of them was a manor book and i remember looking through it and seeing all these plates and forks in a diagram and i was like i could never do that that's too complicated make the american girl doll no plates and forks for who on a dinner table oh how to set a table how to sit at one and eat at one and i was like i could never do that did you have table banners as a child i stopped reading it (laughs) you gave up because of etiquette yeah did you have table manners as a child gregor my mom's late partner had to teach me how to hold a hold a hold a, hold a fork and knife. Yeah, uh, because hold a fork and knife. Because before you just stab a big piece of meat and, and eat bite it. it. And why did you? And that's how I use chopsticks. Still to this day, I stab it, uh-huh. and then I pretend with the other chopstick it's holding it. So why, before Gregor coming along, did you mm, not know how to sushi. use a knife and fork? I don't know. It's complicated. Did anybody try to teach you and you were too difficult? Or? And then I stabbed him. Did you stab anybody? No. Have you ever stabbed someone? Not yet. Uh, how's your etiquette these days? Um, good. Yeah? I guess I burp when I feel like it. But that's just at home. Like in public you don't, do you? No. 
Okay, so you, I guess we all act differently at home than in public. But still, <sighs> I've brought <laughs> up like poo stuff before at at a table. I think, which uh, I found out from a new friend that I've been making. She really can't handle like anyone talking about that kind of stuff. Is this because you brought up poo? I with didn't. Her? I didn't. But she brought it up. She was like, "Just by the way." So I guess she knows my energy as a person is the type of person to bring it up. And. Uh... What happens if she hears poo stuff? She barfs. Barfs? Yeah. Immediately? Pretty quickly. Is this the friend who has dogs? Yes. So how does she handle dog poo? Like having to... I don't know. I guess it's a bit different than human poo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we took a little break to get soup (laughs) at a restaurant near us. GB Noodles, great. Langeo beef noodle soup if you ever are near it. And? And we had a great display of etiquette. Oh, you remember? Well, I expect you to tell the story. Uh, our waiter was a really nice guy, uh, and Spencer asked for a fork because, as we said, the table manager, Spencer, doesn't know how to use chopsticks. Yeah, I don't. Um, and uh, so he brought a fork very kindly over, uh, but he drops it on the table once and grabs it with his hand, and he kept dropping it, dropping it. And grabbing it by the spiky parts the tongs, of the yeah. fork. So the part that you eat with, which grossed me out. Yeah. Just because I was like, I was imagining like his skin cells getting stuck through it. So he kept like, yeah, getting like stabbing off his uh, cuticles, but he kept uh, dropping it instead of just, and then he left it. But he because he was trying to put it in a bowl. Yeah, but he so he really... was trying to put it in this little bowl, and it kept falling off the bowl, and then he would pick it up and put it in the bowl. So he really manhandled like every piece of this fork, and Spencer didn't want to use it because yeah, he touched it so much, and so she he walks away. And and she turns to me and goes, just just go with me, Eli. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell him that I dropped it on the ground and I need a new fork. You yeah. know, to be polite, to, yeah. to to not make him feel bad that we don't want to that you don't want to use and it. And then Eli goes, I'll do you one better. Actually, drop it on the floor. Yeah, pretend to drop it by accident. So he'll hear the noise. It yeah. won't be Register. suspicious. Yeah. And I thought that was such a beautiful moment of etiquette. Yeah. And maybe because we had etiquette on the brain that we went that extra mile to. So I reached over, I flinged it onto the ground and without missing a beat because he's a great waiter he came with a new fork and gave it to me so you're happy he He, doesn't he doesn't doesn't feel judged for touching the fork so much with his hands yes can i just say today i was on live tv and it was a rush it was so scary i was so scared at first i was like I just kept thinking I'm going to be the first person to swear on live television, <laughs> even though I'm sure lots of people have. Like Jenny Slate said the F word like one of her first times on Saturday oh, Night Live. Yeah, yeah I was Did thinking, you swear? No, I, but I was thinking like the kid TV host is going to lose her job over yeah. this and like I'm not going to remember things because it was a lot to remember. Um, but I did really good and it felt great. Did you have any swear words in the back of your mind? No, nothing. I was just very focused. Did you try to wanting... swear a lot beforehand to get them out? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> no silly Billy. You weren't like scared you're gonna rip your clothes off either. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, do you want to hear my childhood history with etiquette? Sure. Uh, so my dad was like obsessed with etiquette and rules. Oh, is that your pesto pizza? Yeah. Okay, Spencer's baking something right now. We'll, we'll be right back after Spencer goes to get it, so it doesn't burn. We'll be back. Okay, Spencer's, Spencer's, this is her own recipe, the pesto pizza, which is just like a tortilla with pesto sauce and shredded, like 
pre-brought shredded cheese. My sister has. She just has. Oh, sorry. Let me say this. Which is better than what my sister has because she just has tortilla with cheese. Mine's a little elevated with the pesto. You know, it's you, and still your sister, not fully done. you and your sister both claim to be lactose intolerant. <laughs> like your sister literally drinks a glass of milk Ew, with every meal and like, like macaroni like and that. cheese. Yeah. And you also eat a ton of dairy. So are you lactose intolerant or not? Either of Why you? do you care so much? Um, Let me claim what I am. Okay, sure. Sorry. My Fine. bad. Uh, so I'll tell my story of my dad. He, he was like really obsessed with etiquette and like if we ever impolite or something he would always say to us like how does that make me look as your father uh and this one day this one day when i'm 11 uh my sister is maybe 13 we're going to see the movie a time to kill which is an odd movie for kids to go see it's like about the deep south and racism and samuel l jackson kills some people that abused his daughter and then matthew mcconaughey has to be his his lawyer it's all about violence and racism but uh, before the movie starts, we're getting our popcorn, and we run into this kid from my baseball team, his mom and his sister, and me and my sister, we just kind of hide behind my dad. I know, like, for, like, probably just, you know, too shy to say hello, and <laughs> thinking nothing of it, and my dad, like, flips out, and he makes us sit down, and he's so furious that we didn't, you know, do a proper introduction with these people, and uh, the movie starts, but we're still in the lobby of the cinema, getting chewed up by my dad I'm not sure if we're gonna go see the movie but then we do we go into the movie like half an hour after it started and watch really? this yeah watch this very like serious film about murder and, and and racism and then when we get out he starts driving us home and he doesn't say anything about the incident of not saying hello to the my friend and his mom or, and something like oh maybe he forgot about it <laughs> but no he drove us to his house and both me and my sister he made us I think for four or five hours, rehearse different politeness scenarios, like how to do a firm handshake, make eye contact, like what do you do if you meet your friend's dad? How do you shake his hand? And like I'd have to like, my handshake was limp at the time, so I had to like keep rehearsing this. And he was like, if either of you or your, your sister screw up and are impolite at any point, you're both in trouble, right? <gasps> and he was just like, he just like, I think lost his mind for some reason. Uh, so yeah, he was so obsessed with etiquette. That's a crazy story. And they would have like him and my stepmom would have these weird rules. We'd have to follow like which side of the fork you put the knife on when you cut. They would get like annoyed with me if the fork scraped against my teeth. It was a real against your teeth. Yeah, like if you pull the fork out of your mouth and it kind of scrapes against. Oh, your teeth. I've never even seen you do that. I would be annoyed. <laughs> Go parents. All right. Okay. Again, you're <laughs> on their taught, side. They taught you well because I don't see you doing that. Yeah. So just all these odd rules you could break without really knowing. But actually, I won the politeness award in like grade two and grade three. Really? And like, yeah. And I remember like because one day they were like, they saw my little little certificate I won, and they're like, "Wow, could you can't eat that? You can't eat on the microphone, Spencer." Okay, we got a bit of podcast etiquette because Spencer's been chewing this pesto pizza <laughs> on the mic, and I just realized. But she's pausing. I'm going to finish this story. Then we're going to both pause. She's going to finish chewing so that you don't have to hear it. So we're going to be polite to you in real time, which is pretty crazy if you think about it. But uh, so I won these. <laughs> so I won. That is. It's not that crazy. I don't know. But I won this politeness award two years in a row, grade two and grade three. And I remember my mom, my stepmom and my dad being like. I'd done some kind of imperceptible wrong to them as a little boy 
break, broken some rule of courtesy, and they, they said, like, could have fooled us. <laughs> we don't see that around here. Anyways, uh, we'll be... Ouch! <laughs> yeah, so we'll be... We'll let Spencer chew on this pesto pizza. Yum, 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 yum. And we'll be... Like we'll, a little mouse. We'll be back shortly. Okay. Ready? We're back. I'm back, and I'm ready to get into the test, if you are. Oh, I just wanted to say that I, I, uh, an etiquette thing from this past week was I did a few days again as a COVID PA for a TV show, so basically... Um, having to hand out masks and I think and I was reading that there's a COVID etiquette you know and the rules are they're still masking like inside and like there's so many people that I have to give a mask to that get annoyed some just like won't make eye contact with me, with me and just ignore me and walk by <laughs> one guy like one guy took it <laughs> one guy took it put it on right beside me and started saying like I can't wait till this is over right and the and this one guy who I saw like a, like interact with the people who was a super nice guy what he did he took the mask from me that's still in the wrapper, walked inside without putting it on, came back out, and then handed it back to me still in the wrapper. Like, oh. his little form of protest, I think. Okay. What do you make of that? Uh, interesting. Well, I've been wearing a COVID mask this whole time, and I'm going to remove it, if that's okay with you. Okay. To sing the baseline theme song. I thought you were going to give me a big, old-fashioned Hollywood kiss. Is that what you want? Yeah. Okay. Mm. Ah. Okay. Can I sing as well? I can't believe you did that. I thought <laughs> you were gonna fake it. Oh, uh, why would I fake it? Because we fake everything else in this relationship. Oh yes. <laughs> Good point. Can I sing to forget that yes, you just the said pain. that? <laughs> okay. Baseline. I want to see what's in Spenny's mind. American girl, let it get rules. I just keep on quizzing my love. This is the baseline. Can I say, you sounded extra good. Did you feel extra good when you were singing it? Um, I felt a Your little... Your throat was clear. <clears throat> Sometimes you're like, baseline. <laughs> I want to see what's in uh, Well, my headphones mind. died, so maybe I couldn't hear myself, so I just... You just belted. Yeah, that was uh, probably really beautiful. Yeah, it was. I should use my voice more often. Yeah. Are you ready to get quizzed? You know how you should use it? Hi, I'm Eli B, and I would like a job. Yes, I <laughs> really need to apply and get a permanent steady job. Permanent residency. Yeah. Well, that's a different thing. Sorry. I am a Canadian citizen, so <laughs> yeah. don't need that. Don't come after us! <laughs> Do you ready to get quizzed? Yes. So I didn't actually write this quiz. Okay. This is the Merrily, Merrily McKee Etiquette School quiz. Ten questions, multiple choice. Okay. Are you ready? I hope so. And it's supposed to be like modern kind of etiquette. Hmm. Multiple choice. Question one. When you're introducing yourself, which name should you say? Your full given name, uh, Jenna Marie Bolton, or B, both your full given name and the name you like to be called by its different form. Oh gosh! So Jenna this is already Marie, too complicated. Jenna Marie Bolton, but everyone calls me Jen. Or the name you want the other person to call you by and your last name. The third. Correct. Oh, I just thought the others were too confusing. Yeah, introductions happen quickly, and it's often hard to catch the other person's name. For that reason, stick with the form of your first or middle name you'd like the other to use. As far as your last name, always include it in a business setting. In social settings, do so as long as safety isn't an issue. Wow. Alright, so that's one point for you. Hmm. Uh, when introducing two people, you should A, give their names only, B, give their names and a bit of information about each person, or yes. C, 
Give a bit of information about each person if that person is a family member. Otherwise, in respect for each person's privacy, don't share anything more than their names. That's weird. I would do B. B. So their names and a bit about each other. B is correct. Whoa! I'm the etiquette queen! So yeah, give a bit of their names and a bit about them, and they'll appreciate it. Look at me go. Yeah, maybe it like helps spark a bit of conversation with the two people. Yeah. During an in-person... Isn't that the worst when you have someone like coming toward you and you're already talking to someone maybe you don't have this because you're really good with memorizing names but actually I've... i used to be so good i used to be so good when i was more youthful but now it's not even that i don't remember it's i stop listening like well, when people say their names i just don't even let it enter my can brain I finish what i was saying i guess so so basically you're talking to someone and you don't remember their name and someone else comes over and you're supposed to do an introduction uh. but you don't know the person's name so you just let them figure it out. I've had that lots of times. Uh, do you do it graciously? Gracefully? Yeah, I think. How do you do it? Let's try it. Hey. Uh... Okay, introduce <laughs> me and Scruffy, but you don't know their names. No, you have to do it yourselves. I just don't say anything. I'll be like, hey. Okay, I'll walk up to you and Scruffy. Hey, Scruffy. Enjoying that bully stick? Uh, hey, Spencer. It's been so long. Hey. And, uh, hey. Who's this? No, they don't say who's this. And, okay, I'll just like, and? Like, looking to you for an intro? Yeah, but then Scruffy would say, I'm Scruffy. No, but I'm looking to you for an intro, so. But I don't do that. You just look down at the ground? I let, I look at them. Okay, cool. Oh my god, that was boring. Question three. During an in-person conversation, what percentage of your message is delivered through your spoken words? A, 7%. B, 38%. Or C, 55%. Wait, sorry. What? What percentage... Of your message is delivered through spoken words. So I guess body language would be the other part. So 7%, 38%, or I'm going to go with... It's either 38 or 55. I'm going to go with 55. The answer is A. No way. Only 7%. Because people don't listen? On the words we say. Um, so through tone of voice, body Eli? language... Because they're Eli not listening. <laughs> so, and how we dress, I guess. Yeah. And as you know, I have some of the worst body language in the world. Oh, I thought you were going to say the worst body. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'm keeping it tight. I'm going to the gym. Your butt's tight. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that's your first miss. You have two points. <laughs> I don't know why that just made me laugh so hard. I th- I really thought you were just saying the worst party in the world. It's like, honey, honey, maybe not the worst. <laughs> Thanks, Matthew. Question four. When should you be certain to reciprocate a compliment you were just given? A, every time you've, you're given one. B, it's never required to reciprocate. Or C, when you've been complimented on your appearance or something you're wearing. C. B, it's never required <laughs> to reciprocate a compliment. I feel like I have to. Something in me goes, <gasps> I Com- must find something good on you. Compliments are verbal gifts. Each day you receive one is like your birthday. What? <laughs> Happy birthday to you me. You give compliments out to everybody. Yeah, I believe everyone deserves little gifts. Yeah. Little birthday gifts. But how do you give a compliment when you can't think of one? You find something like i could say i like your parrot on your shirt i could say i like the curl in your hair actually a guy at the gym today i think made fun of my purple version of this shirt oh yeah with the milkshake on it you got bullied 
I think he's trying to bully you me. You got bullied at the gym? <laughs> you going to take that with the world's worst body? <laughs> yeah, he said, um, that's a lovely shade of purple on you. What? Because the t-shirt was purple. Anyway. Eli, that isn't being bullied. That's a compliment. Well, I think Do you think teasing. every time you've gotten a compliment, I think you've been he was bullied? Teasing. This explains a lot I think about who you are as a person. I think he was teasing. You think the whole world's bullying you. Question five. When you say I'm sorry, what does your apology imply that most people aren't aware is included in an apology? A, what you said or did made the other person feel bad. You promised not to do the same thing again. Or C, you, you did not live up to I'm your not, own standards. I just don't understand the question. When you say I'm sorry, what does your apology imply that most people aren't aware is included? You promised not to do the same thing again. What you said or did made the other person feel bad. You did not live up to your own standards. I truly don't get this. I think it's like a learning disability moment here. So I'm just going to go with C. B, apparently. Oh. Well, all three of these answers are correct. It's B that we often forget. An apology is only an excuse unless inherent in our words. It's the promise that we won't do the same thing we're apologizing for. What? Again. This really confused me. You know, you aren't the greatest. If I could critique you a little. You aren't the greatest at apologies. You aren't the greatest at accepting apologies. Hmm? You suck at accepting apologies. Well, this is kind of the energy that I feel. You suck at accepting apologies. Well, this is kind of the energy of what I'm critiquing in your apologies is that there's like, you're making me feel bad by being hurt. What? Like, you're not accepting my apology. I need you to accept my apology right away. Tell me everything's okay. Yeah. Tell me you love me. Yeah. Which is something you've complained about in certain family members of yours. You're having too much fun with this. You do have the worst body in the world. Okay. See, and you get incredibly defensive and then you lash out. I know you. You're huge. <laughs> when You're is... a whale. You should be Brendan Fazer. Nominated for an Oscar, I wish. Oh, stop it. I was trying to be mean. When is the most gracious time to respond, RSVP, to an invitation? You've upset me. Why'd you have to go so hard i thought i think you came at me first not that much i wasn't like <laughs> throwing daggers hey within 24 hours of receiving the invite now i feel bad for calling you fat within... there isn't i shouldn't be fat phobic yeah you probably apologize to people that yeah it's not a bad thing it's not a fun thing it's not a good thing to tease someone about no see i just i'm like falling down a hole right now well i think your apology is sincere and you're promising not to do it again on mic. <laughs> <laughs> when is the most gracious time to respond to an invitation? A, within 24 hours of receiving the invitation, within one week, or any time before the respond by date listed on the invitation? C. The answer is A, within 24 hours. Jeez. I guess to help with people's plans. I think you're only at two out of six. I was doing well. Where's my phone at? Seven. Oh, okay. You got to go soon. So <laughs> let's speed through these. Okay, we're back. It's the next day. So we're going to be back to question seven. It's a whole day in between question six and seven. But are you ready, Spencer? Okay. I think you have two points so far. <laughs> when you are the recipient of a gift that is not a wedding gift, so just any other gift, in the mail. So in the mail. That's important. You should A... Call on the day it arrives to let the giver know, even if you're not opening it until a special day. B, open it right away without waiting for the special day so you can call and thank this giver specifically for the gift. Or C, wait until the day when you open the gift and then call the giver. You can also follow up with a handwritten thank you note. It's either A or C, and I'm going to go with A. 
A, yes, because well, people worry about whether the gift arrived safely. Yeah. Or something. And I guess, but you still want to wait for the special day? Hmm. But if you're getting a gift randomly, what special day is there? It could be your birthday. No, but it's unexpected. You just got a gift. Isn't that part of the question? It does not say unexpected, just that it's not a wedding gift. Oh, okay. You added that for some reason. <sighs> Stop. What? Bugging me. I wasn't bugging you. You were. Someone else was bugging you. And you're you're <laughs> annoying me. <laughs> what did I do? You're just such a know-it-all. Uh, hmm. All right. All right. I'll try Hulk. to. Yeah. Okay. I'll Take try the to higher be... route. I'll try to Take be. Take the higher road, I mean. I'll try to be more ignorant for you. Okay? Thank you. <laughs> Question eight. In the first sentence of a thank you card, you should include the words thank you, B, pay the giver a compliment, or C, mention the gift by name. In the first, I wasn't listening. I'm so sorry. In the first sentence of a thank you card. I find these questions. <laughs> there's only three more. So You've had a whole day exhausting. break. In the first sentence of a thank you card, you should A, include the words thank you in this first sentence that you write of the card. Okay. <laughs> should you include the words thank you, A, should you B, pay the giver a compliment, or C, mention the gift by name? Thank you. A. Say thank you? No. The answer is B. It's kind to compliment the giver. I don't know what compliment you're supposed to say. (laughs) What compliment do you say in a thank you note? Uh, Like you look good today? Gracious? Is that really a compliment? You're so gracious? I don't think a compliment counts unless it's about your looks. What? No, that's not true. (laughs) Spencer. I was itchy. Okay, Spencer was scratching herself in an alarming way. <laughs> Still is. Question nine. <laughs> if you're with someone who passes gas and then... S- <laughs> oh, this is a good one. If you're with someone who passes gas and then says, excuse me, what's the most gracious way to respond? I've never thought about this. Okay, so do you want to fart and say, excuse me? Um, Eli, if I fart and say excuse me you'll be like why why did you ah i was eating i was sleeping why you always fart when i'm in the room oh i don't know because our place is dang small and there's not many spots for me to light leak out gas all right well listeners you decide like so often i'm sitting down to eat and spencer farts a foot away from me while i'm eating she could easily have walked into another room our apartment isn't that small Our apartment has there three is rooms. No other a bathroom. Room. A bathroom. A perfect there room is for farts. No other room. <sighs> okay, anyways. You're let's... lying to the listeners. We don't have a bathroom. Okay, so pretend we're not us, okay? Pretend it's not me you're farting around. So fart. I farted in yoga class. Okay, what and did you I laughed at someone who farted in yoga class before, and no one else <laughs> laughed. And then it was me. I was like, I'm so sorry. Well, my experience in the in in my what? at my gym was I made a fart noise with when my back, my sweaty back. Irritable system touched I'm so my back sweat made a fart noise but it wasn't a fart maybe yeah. are you mistaking that noise for a fart no, from I other people know. no because the girl was like <gasps> okay i'm gonna be the farter okay Whatever. excuse me congrats now what's the most gracious way to respond to me saying excuse me after my own fart say that's okay it happens to all of us b try to keep the mood light by saying something similar to better you than me today or C, don't say anything. You can acknowledge with a, a smile or a nod to show you heard the person's comment, but you don't want to. You want to draw as little attention to the matter as possible. A. Say that's okay. It happens to all of us. Yeah. Uh, this lady is saying no. Don't say a thing. Anything. 
can't use that word. I'm sorry. <laughs> so yeah, just uh, don't mention it. Boring. That's. I'm so sad. Why? I finished Twilight, the saga. Did you pick your next saga to watch? I'm thinking Hunger Games. You should do Fast and Furious. You should, or you want to stick in the young adult. I want to stick in things that I watched as a tween. Okay, it's your final question, Spencer. But I don't think the Hunger Games is going to be as good. It won't, because you love... There was such a funny scene, Eli, I have to tell you. There's this old vampire who's from the Veltori, which is just like the Vampire Academy of Rules. They make all the rules, and they're uh-huh. kind of scary. And <laughs> he sees two people running after him, which means he's about to potentially die, like get his head pulled off. Mm-hmm. And he goes, finally. <laughs> Like he wanted to die? <laughs> and I, he always looked like he was in pain the entire movies, and I never knew what was wrong with him. And it just made me laugh so hard to be like, oh, he's wanted to die this whole time. Did they kill him? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Well, he just says it to himself. He goes, finally. Mm. That's funny. Well, f- you can say finally soon because there's one more question. I'm not wanting to die anymore. Just adding the test will be over, which seems to be about boring you. Finally. <laughs> Question 10. From which direction should you approach your dining table chair in order to sit down? A, from the left of the chair, B, from the right of the chair, or C, either direction is correct when sitting down? No, you kick the chair. You kick the chair? (laughs) Uh, Left. You're right. (laughs) I knew that. Why, though? Because always in movies they go to the left. Oh, it says it keeps people from bumping into each other. <laughs> I'm sure if you did the right, it would do the same. All right, you got three out of ten, Spencer. No, I got four out of ten. Are you sure? I got one other one right today, and I had two before, so I have four. Okay, I'll give you four out of ten. Thanks. Uh, so you're currently failing, though. Oh, boo-hoo! And uh, did your final test? Yes. So after this, I already know. <sighs> I have to come up with my own rules and- of. Privacy, no, um, etiquette. etiquette. How many you want to do? Three or five? Five, please. Okay, you have half an hour to to uh, come up with these rules. Okay, I'll write them down on my phone. Okay, we'll be back after these messages. Ignore it. Ignore it. You have to say excuse me, though. Excuse me. Okay, I'll ignore it now. Back. I'm so excited to be here. How'd it go, Spencer? It went incredibly because I know myself so well and I just followed my heart. And maybe a few years ago, I wouldn't have been able to because I struggled with knowing who I am as a person. But I didn't even have to dig that deep. Okay, hit him with hit us with them. Always jump when you fart, a.k.a. a flying fart. Uh, what's the rationale behind that? Let people know that you are proud and beautiful when you fart. No, excuse me? No. No. Should you not do it while the person's eating? No. Don't do it when they're eating? Yes. Okay. All right. I can get behind that. When getting to know someone, ask them their deepest, darkest secret right away. Get to the get to the core. I think that can actually be a very manipulative thing emotionally that some people do. Like, you do sort of drag someone into a zone of, like, like unearned emotional intimacy so i have to say no to that one never floss your teeth 
<laughs> uh, that's really terrible advice. Flossing, I think, is is really good for your gums. Don't Wait, why why never floss your teeth? Because I don't. You're not. I. Like, etiquette is supposed to like be helpful to people. <clears throat> These are like not <clears throat> flossing. <throat> not flossing your teeth is bad for you, Spencer. You should floss your teeth. Don't shower after workouts. Uh, you definitely should. Like, you don't want to get a rash. <laughs> and tell strangers you love them and mean it. Again, I think that is violating people's boundaries. This, these are really bad. These are... Do you think these are good rules? I live by them. You don't tell strangers you love them. Yes, I do on Omegle. When's the last time you went on Omegle? Years. I mean, Omegle is a bit different in that you're like sort of consenting to chat to a random person online, but like someone just minding their own business on the street. That's what people do on TikTok. Uh, I think you failed this episode, Spencer. I'm sorry. Good thing we didn't set stakes, baby. <laughs> well, I think I'm gonna go make a pesto pizza. Goodbye. Uh, all right. <laughs> Goodbye. What were you thinking? Well, I was thinking of retiring the stakes since we never actually do them and you always uh, panic or get annoyed when I ask for stakes. What do you think about that? Fine. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Sorry. Okay, one more thing. <laughs> I felt like my dad <laughs> because he has like a book series where you do the opposite of etiquette. What is it called again? The how not to, to series how not to series mm -hmm. how not to fall in love or how not to pandemic survive a pandemic yeah. i believe yeah so available on amazon.com if you're interested yeah um but i plug it yeah we just did we didn't have said his name francis litzinger yeah um my last name <laughs> <laughs> but um like i was like oh i'm doing the opposite of what i'm supposed to i'm mm. a little francis mm. And how does that feel to be every day becoming more and more like your father? My nose grows like his. He has a longer nose than you? He's got a schnoz like me. Your nose isn't that big. Yeah. Okay, bye. Goodbye. Okay, <laughs>